When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Because he teases you and you say, well, God, could we do better with him or him? or No, we right. could. We, we got to stay with Kirk Cousins. Because it, it was Case Keenum who threw the right. Minnesota Miracle. Right. So we go back to, you know, they, they've been struggling at quarterback for so long. And yet he'll take you. Only this far, and then he will blow you apart. You know what happens, Skip? He plays just well enough he does. to keep you around the 18, 19, 20th mark picking. So all the really good quarterbacks that you could potentially want in the draft, Skip, yeah. they're already gone, or it's going to cost you so much to get them. You know, people make fun of of Skip and Shannon and the hot takes and everything, but that was pretty accurate. Pretty accurate analysis right there. I think I've heard that all somewhere else before, and I yeah. can't put my finger on it's a it. Daily podcast. I can't. Is there a Vikings podcast? Yeah, it's it's Do seven you, days a week. People sometimes God, it goes say seven that, days. Are, are they crazy? Sometimes people say that Judd or myself are the Skip Bayless of Minnesota media because all we do is antagonize. Maybe Skip Bayless is the Judd Zolgad of national media. Maybe he is just watching Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd on a daily basis. Well, hold on a mm-hmm. second. If he is, and I believe he's clearing about seven mil per year, I want to know that. He's getting seven. Isn't Stephen oh, A yeah. getting nine now at ESPN? I think that's right. That sounds nine right. Nine million yeah. dollars. Nine million dollars. You guys want to make hot takes. Make fun of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless all you want, but uh, they have more commas in their <laughs> bank account than almost everyone. <laughs> Oh, Mad Dog, man. I love the Mad Dog. The <laughs> hands flailing. Yeah. Oh, it's some classic, nice houses, too. It's great how First Take is just, it's just now Stephen A with a rotating cast of sparring partners every day, and they're just yelling at each other for two hours. Michael Irvin on Mondays, the, the Mad Dog Russo. You know what? It works. It's incredible. Like, for all we like, shake our fist and say, this is ridiculous programming. <laughs> People watch it, gets yes. ratings, makes money. Good for yes, them. Speaking of ridiculous programming, this is, like Judd said, a daily <laughs> Viking show, 365 days a year. We are uh, headed toward week three. It's Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. That's right. Football. Ultra-realistic, true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. And, uh, you know, the Vikings 
didn't exactly uh, perform at their peak level on Monday night. But the Before I Die can over at Surly is always performing at its peak level, Judd. That is because, win or lose, Surly Brewing has an answer for every game. Every moment, every situation, situational beer, unbeaten. Before I Die, (laughs) Furious, Logic Bomb, The Supremes in Summer. I can go through the entire list. I won't, but you should find out for yourself why Surly Beer has all the answers for any, any tastes that you might want to quench, Surly Brewing. All right. Every single week, we put our careers and reputations on the line. We are the only show in America, well, Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd, our other daily show, that actually puts statistics next to our predictions. It's a segment we like to call Write That Down. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah. That's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. And here's how it works. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody on the show each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app, and we'll get you uh, all set up here sometime this football season, like Nick is about to jump in here for his debut as a write-that-down predictor. Uh, so, you know, we get a lot of, you know, when Kirk Cousins plays well, it's when are you going to admit that you were wrong? And then when he plays like garbage, we don't really hear anything. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So true. So, man, you could... Uh, you could drop a pin in the in, in into a cousin's crusader Twitter now, and you could and you could hear it rattling around. It's been very quiet the last few days. But uh, are you guys ready to be held accountable here for your prediction sins? No option. Let's do yeah. it. We'll start with Judd. Not a Hey-o. bad week overall here, actually. All right. So we'll start with the bad. You said the Lions would start the 2022 season two and zero. Oh. We actually should have taken this one off the board. Few days ago, I, I forget saying that, but yeah, shocking. Just blacked out, saying. made a, an optimistic yeah. Lions yeah. prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Few too many surlies. <sighs> yeah. And then Jimmy G, you said, will play his yeah. last game with the 49ers in last year's NFC title game, and this one stayed on the board a long <laughs> I remember that time. One. I remember that one, and you know what? It looked like it was going to come off the board for a long time. Like I gambled there, just missed, just missed the empty net. Yep. However, you made up for it. You did say Irv Smith will catch at least one touchdown against the Eagles. Well, you should have caught two. But that's a touchdown right there. Mm-hmm. It's not like Irv's a touchdown machine, so congrats on your on your touchdown throw there, Judd. Thank you. And then you and then on the other side of the Jimmy G coin, you correctly Classic. said he will start no fewer Yay! than two games for the Niners in two thousand and two. We're gonna give him the start here this week to get to uh start number two. I don't blame Judd for this hedge because it's you made the first two. prediction w- during a certain environment, a 49ers yeah. environment oh, yeah. that was exactly. away. And then Very the climate judge. changed, and yep. then you judge made changed. a different prediction. New information came in. New, and yeah, exactly right. I became aware of a changing pattern in quarterbacks <laughs> for San Fran. Or you hedged, either way. Uh, all right. <laughs> I said Kirk Cousins will bring the Vikings from behind in the fourth quarter to tie or take the lead against the Eagles. He had about six different chances. <laughs> Most of them. 
I said K.J. Osborne would have a 30-yard reception or more against the Eagles. He didn't even have 30 total yards of receiving. Yeah. But I had some Ed Ingram optimism. He wasn't amazing, but I said he would allow two or fewer pressures against the Eagles. He allowed two pressures against the Eagles, according to Pro Football Focus. There you go. Alex Boone last night, when we recorded Trenches with Boone, which is available now for your viewing or listening pleasure, just an hour of not only uh, straight football and, uh, and and Vikings breakdown, in which he is telling people, be patient. He also did his pie power rankings on the show last night because he was taking a football. pie of some kind out of the oven. Okay. So we, oh, we sure. Talk, okay. We talked some gotcha. pie. And then, not a pie chart. Okay. Big French stuff. No, like an actual pie. Gotcha. Ranking. Good for him. And then toward the end of the show, so I always ask a dumb football question on the mm-hmm. weekly podcast with Boone. And uh, I asked him a question. A listener submitted a question about Janarius Robinson was signed by the Eagles to get some information. And that led into a 20-minute deep dive into uh, information that you can gather from from players like that. The uh, blackmailing that goes on where teams will like, hey, we'll sign you to a contract if you give us some information. And then they won't sign you after you give them information. And then it turned into 20 minutes of him explaining the little things you can pick up when you're watching film. So if you're if you're looking nice. for that, it's available. Football. No. Hey, uh, Janarius, yeah, why don't you uh, get us a full page of notes on what the Vikings' hand signals are, and maybe we'll sign you to our practice squad at some point. And oh, they, thanks for the information. They Bye. did claim him, right, though? So, so like, he got team. paid yeah. for a week. Yeah, so that's a yeah. good deal. I, I would give up information for the right payday. Yeah, oh, for okay, sure. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, CCO. Yeah, hey. hey, what's going on at CCO? <laughs> hey, KQ. I can't really help you much, gotcha. but. Oh, you Fox, know Nine, Fox Nine's calling. They want to know yeah. uh, what's up with those predictions you guys do on Wednesday. Well, if the price is right, we'll tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right, listeners. Cody said KJ Osborne will have a 20 yard touchdown against the Eagles. Mike said Kirk Cousins will go 2-0 and in primetime games this year against the Eagles and Patriots, ah. and they have a career high in wins. Double down. Sorry, dude. That's a tough one. Rob said in week two, the Vikings will surrender 170 rushing yards or more to the Eagles. 164 rushing oh, yards. Oh, bad, bad beat, beat, Rob. Baby. And then Jordan yeah. said Cam Dantzler will be the highest. I think this. I might have had this on from last week. So apologies. I think the listeners went 0 for 4 here, and I just forgot to delete this one. But he did say that Dancer would be the highest-rated cornerback for the Vikings in Week 1. Uh, it does not count twice. It's just me forgetting to delete it. Uh, Declan, you said Kirk will throw touchdowns to two players who haven't received touchdowns yet against the Eagles. Thanks, Kirk. Got one. Got one. You said the Vikings would win their next three games. Hmm. But you did nail that they would go under 51 and a half. Yeah. That's so high. And you nailed that by no later than week 10, Kevin O'Connell would be an odds-on favorite to win NFL Coach of the Year. A couple sportsbooks had him after week one as the odds-on favorite. So there you go. So this is the updated statistical board here. Declan leading both categories, 37% completions, 10 touchdowns. But Mackey and Judd nipping at his heels, 35% to 34%, six touchdowns, five, and uh, listeners at 23% completions. Oh, with here we four go. Here we go. Here we go. Here, here we go. Look at that. Look at that rotation in the pocket. Huh? How about that? <laughs> That's the rotation. All right. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> 
I don't know what that was, actually. That was a little rotation of the pile. I'm coming. Look at that completion percentage. I'm, I'm rallying. That was like the Dak Prescott hip yeah, thrusting hip. exercise yeah. before games or something. Yeah, exactly right. It's me before fatting it. So uh, <laughs> let's get him in here. Nick, maybe he doesn't even want to come on anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I can't blame but, him. Uh, <laughs> Nick is making his debut here on Purple Daily. Write that down. Nick, what's going on, man? When did you first become a Vikings fan? Yeah, so uh, I became a Vikings fan uh, 10 days after my 10th birthday, and uh, 1999, January 17th, and uh, young and confused Nick was sitting there looking at his dad as like, why is he yelling at these purple men on TV? Why why is he crying and then yelling again? So that was kind of my introduction to uh, to the Vikings, is uh, that uh, 99 loss. It is incredible how many people got, whether you were 10 or 12 or 7, like that was the season that just hooked a full generation of Vikings fans in. Mm. Yeah, and and I don't know if it was, uh, I think for my case, it was more because it was such an epic failure rather than them being so good. It's like, oh, I want to support this team. You know, it's more Perfect like, time to join. Wow. Yeah, these guys <laughs> and, really And they don't disappoint there. now. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show here for the first time. We're going to go around the room three different times. We're going to start with Nick, and the predictions must be quantifiable. That's pretty much the only, and they must be football or show-related in some form. And so if you're ready, Nick, Write this down. you are in the huddle under center. The ball is, is yours. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so this one's going to be uh, a little bit further out, but uh, my first write that down prediction is uh, Ty Chandler and uh, Kini Wangwu will be the starting running backs in 2023. So they'll be number one and two on the depth chart, basically. That is correct. Yeah, we Madison need to say depth chart now. Don't say start anymore. Oh, yeah, because okay. if, if you say start, then we would ding you for there. There was a day and write that down where we would just let you make that prediction, and yeah. then and then gotcha. and then Dex made head. the uh, made the um, they, they're going to acquire a starter, and we decided that punt returners were starters, and the show really went off the rails. Well, well what was we had? There was something. Declan had a semantics thing like a couple years ago when you were pretty new. I think it was in 2020, and you had one. I don't remember what it was, but you were just devastated by it on Mackie and Judd. Um, well, there's a lot. We I trapped like, you. You yeah. said something. Judd and I didn't say anything. And then we hit you on semantics with something. Well, there, there was, was, oh yeah. God, what was it? There, there, there was one with, uh, uh, who was the, um, um, the cornerback that they cut in 20, their first round pick in 2018. Mike Hughes. There, I, I said Mike Hughes wouldn't be, would be traded and he was cut like randomly and I got completely burned on it. I remember that one, but I don't, I don't know if it's the one that you're talking about. And the but spirit you of your prediction was that he was going to be off the team. Yeah. And, and I missed it because of the oh, semantics. Yeah. You know what? You got it wrong. <laughs> That's the name of the game, man. It's a brutal Write game. Write that down. So, all right, Judd, your first prediction. All right. In typical uh, Kirk Cousins fashion, he is going to bounce back against the Lions at home. People are like, oh, Kirk, Kirk sucks. And this is Kirk loves this now because, look, people are now sleeping on Kirk. And when you're sleeping on Kirk, Kirk's great. Kirk Cousins will throw for at least 300 yards and two touchdowns Sunday. Okay. He's going to have a very, I mean, this is, this sets up perfect for eight. Is that? Is that a touchdown? It's a parlay. It's probably not yeah. a touchdown, right? Uh, I think it is. I mean, 303? he's 302, you said, right? 300 and at least two. So if, if it goes to three, I get the point. 
And if it goes to, so he he's got to reach three hundred yards and two touchdowns. I mean, his, his but over, if it's not a touchdown, that's fine. I'm I, just saying. He's I would say most back. books would have him under three hundred yards for the like, you know his over under. Detroit's so a pretty bad. Def- it's, it's probably defense. like two seventy. Let's call it two sixty or two seventy. So you're saying thirty more yards. Yes. And two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. I, th- I, guess I don't you, think I don't think it's a. Touchdown. He needs a win. He needs a win. He needs a third leg in the parlay for it to be a touchdown. Okay. Or you he's can leave win. it. It's up to you. Or leave it and just have it as a completion. He'll win. He'll win. So I'll, I'll give you all three. The Vikings win. He okay. throws for three hundred no, or more. Yeah. He throws two touchdowns or more. Baiting. Well, I should have. I should have known. Now I need to totally <laughs> well, workshop my Kirk, my Kirk Cousins parlay is shot. Now. If he has that type of day, they ain't gonna lose. Okay. Well, famous last words. Uh, my first prediction. That's yeah, actually true. Good. Point. I believe, uh, and I, I'm not gonna use this in the prediction, but I believe the sports books. Is it a six point favorite? I believe for the Vikings. I saw that yeah. this morning six, against six, the Lions. Six and a half somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to write this down that the Vikings will beat the Lions by at least six points. Okay. I don't want I don't know what the spread's going to be, but I'm just going to say by six points or more. Excuse me, that the Vikings will beat the Lions by six points or more in Week Three. I think they'll have a nice throttle down and win at home. Okay, write it down. The, the over under on this game I saw in one of the sports books is like 53. Still, it should be high. God. Yeah. But the Vikings offense well, is averaging defense. 15 points a game so far. The Vikings yeah. offense has not figured it out outside of the first two quarters against Green Bay, basically. But Detroit's defense is not good. Yeah, they're not good. This is true. So, like, you should score points. If you're if this offense is ever going to score points, it's Sunday. Mm. Okay. Write this down. I feel like Feels I... Like, so whatever. I need to... Well, yeah, okay. C- continue with your take if you have more there. There's no take. No, no. I'm just... <laughs> No, go ahead. Did you want you were disappointed no, in my lack no, of reaction no, no. to your take? I'm no, sorry. I don't care. Go ahead. Workshop your cousin's take cuz I stole it. No, you you fairly jumped in. So I initially had I wanted to be a home run. I initially had mm-hmm. over 275 and over three and a half touchdowns, but I need to I need Whoa. to beef this up. I mean. So, can I say oh, can, if I say over 3, if I say four passing touchdowns or more, is that's a touchdown? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, he will sure. have four passing touchdowns or more against the Lions. Yes, classic bounce back noon. Everyone's writing him off now. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's making fun of his primetime game, and so now that he's kind of put back into the oh, we'll just oh, we wanted to elevate you there, Kirk, but now you have to go back down the ladder. This is when he dominates. Yes, absolutely, a classic Kirk nooner. That's what this is. <laughs> Loves the nooners. All right, Write this down. back to Nick, your second prediction. Yeah, and just to kind of keep in the spirit of Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins uh, will sign a new long-term deal and retire as a Minnesota Viking. Oh, man. <laughs> going, going for that real, real long one there. Wow. So a new long-term deal, I need some quantification here because he only signs two- and three-year contracts or one-year contracts. What is a lo- is long-term three years four. or more i'm saying four years and he's essentially going to uh this will be the last meaningful football kirk cousins plays in his career it will be with mm. the minnesota vikings okay so i would rather this is going to sound crazy to you guys because i am the number one kirk hater but uh i would rather him sign a four-year con if they're going to keep him i would rather him sign a four-year extension than a one-year extension because yep. it gives them the ability in the short term or whenever yeah. they would want to, to move cap space around. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. You're right. Yep. You don't nope. think they would He'll... sign him long-term? No, he, he won't sign. Short-term yeah. contracts, fully guaranteed. 
That's what he wants. That's the that's okay. one of the things people like, well, no team has ever committed. No, no, teams would prefer to commit longer so that they can move money around. And he's mm-hmm. the one that's the he's the he's the commitment phobe. Write this down. Phobe. Guy. And, and it's worked out great for him. Yeah. All right, back to Judd here. Adam Thielen on Sunday will have at least five receptions and a touchdown. So yards, I'm not going to go yards because I don't, you know, he's a red zone threat more so now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go catches. He's going to have at least five and at least a touchdown. Okay. Here for Kirk's it. going back Write to his Okay. And I think uh, I'll Adam, say this. Adam's probably in his ear at practice this week. Hey, I'm, I'm hey, on. Okay. Hey, Quit hey. ignoring me. Stop throwing it to Johnny Munt in the first half and ignoring me. Judd's guy. Uh, write this down because this guy still doesn't have a touchdown yet. Uh, Dalvin Cook will get his first touchdown mm. of the season against the Lions. Dalvin okay. Cook will have his first touchdown of the season against the Lions. Two games, no touchdowns. Dalvin finds it either on the ground or through the air. I don't care, but first touchdown of the season against the Lions. All right. All right. Write this down. Okay. Yeah, Dalvin, I don't know. I was asking Boone about him too, and he said something. He agreed. Something just the usage is off. There's something. Something a little off about mm. Dalvin so far. Yeah, he slowed down. And, That's what's you know, off. Who knows? He's it's slowing two, down. It's been two games, but he's, he's an older man taken, now. Taking a lot of wear and tear. Exactly. Okay, write this down. On Sunday, and this is a touchdown. I know that we've... <laughs> and this is this, a touchdown. We got this Defiant Mac. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Defiant <laughs> Macadac right. today. This is a touchdown. Johnny Munt will score the first touchdown of his six-year NFL career against the Lions this weekend. The Johnny Munt era reaches a new level this weekend. Yeah, he his first year in the NFL was 2017 with the Rams. This is his Mm -hmm. sixth full NFL season, and he will have his first touchdown. Write it down. The Munt fan club right here. The Johnny Munt fan club. Score north. Yes. Write this down. Okay, we're back to Nick for your third and final prediction. All right, my last one uh, relates back to 1999, but uh, Greg the Leg Joseph will represent the NFC in the Pro Bowl this year. Nice. Greg the Leg. Got to get Greg the Leg some more opportunities here, man. He's just collecting dust. <laughs> I think he had two kickoffs and a and an extra point. Yeah, I, I went and picked him up for my fantasy team, too. I was like, ooh. Two there so yep. let me go grab him but uh, i hope that doesn't uh bite me in the backside mm. well yeah one one fantasy point i think last week so come on give, give greg the leg an opportunity to like <laughs> to impact a game uh nick great work with your predictions here on your write that down debut since you have this life-altering platform now on purple daily is there anyone you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment yeah, so obviously my dad for introducing me to all this misery. I mean, I have to thank him for that. And then um, on a positive note, my wife, uh, so she is from Germany and doesn't quite understand football, but she accepts that I yell at grown men every weekend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she supports me with that by, you know, accepting it, I guess. I think you have to show her some Moritz Boringer YouTube videos to get her, to get her hooked. The German YouTube. The, the German, oh, yeah, sure. German wide receiver sensation. Oh, I was stoked when they signed him, but yeah, that obviously kind of fizzled out a little bit. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, fun fact, I actually played against his team when I, uh, I used to live in Germany, and uh, I used to play in that same league, and I didn't play against him specifically, but his team. Really? Uh, unicorns, yep. 
Interesting. So what was he just dominant or what what did he look like on the field from close up? So I never got to see him play, but I have a couple teammates that did play against him and they're friends with him on uh, Facebook. And apparently he was just like, it was just ridiculous. Like he was just this, you know, over oversized, ridiculous player that just caught everything. But um, it he was he was really good. I love it. I love the Moritz Boringer references that we we have like we had I think three different times we've talked about Moritz Boringer this season. So That's is incredible. he still in the league or did he? No. no. But he was shockingly, he was still on off season like practice squad training camp rosters up until like two or three years ago. He was with the Bengals for a couple of years in the off season. Well, I'll, so. I'll talk to my friends and see if they can get him on the show. <laughs> see if they yes. Can get him here. Oh, we'd well, love there's to have your, him. your Moritz Boringer update here from Nick. <laughs> great stuff, man. Thanks That's for coming awesome. on. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, yeah. there he is, guest listener, predictor Nick, jumping in here. Okay, Judd, your third and final prediction. All right, um, I'm going to go outside the Vikings on this one and go to an obvious target. This is probably a long shot, but I'm going to go with it anyway. And I don't think this is out there yet, but we, we've certainly discussed it. Nathaniel Hackett. Oh God. Nathaniel Hackett will be fired either in season wow. or right after the season by the Broncos. Okay. I've never seen a train wreck like this one. Like, I've seen bad. I've never seen a guy. Like, he literally can't manage a game. And it's not just play calling. It's the game. It's the game clock. It's the play calling. And and he's not working with a rookie or a young QB. He's working with Russ Wilson. Russell Uh, has to just take the steering wheel here, right? Right. But I think if that happens and becomes obvious, there's going to be questions about the fact that it probably will not happen during the course of the season, but I think you get done. Russ probably goes and says, guys, I mean, I came here to win and this is a joke. Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. Yeah. And again, I keep bringing it up because everyone thinks that Sean Payton's going to Dallas. Sean Payton would be that's great a very inter- with Russell Wilson. That's a great, I love that one. And weren't they in the mix trying to, a year ago when Russell Wilson put out his yes. teams, like the four teams I would play for, the Saints were on that list when Sean Payton was still there. Yeah, it was what the Bears, the Saints, and maybe an East Coast team or two. Vegas, and uh, okay, the, I think the Giants might have been on that list too. Anyway, I love that. Okay, all right, Dex, your third and final. All right, my third and final prediction: Rookie Lewis seen <laughs> will log at least twenty defensive snaps against the Lions. I think Seen gets activated here. Now he might actually end up playing by default of Harrison Smith's concussion is legit, and and I might just kind of get my way into this, but I think in general the dude has to get on the field more. So write it down. Lewis Seen will play 20 snaps on defense, and when, when we get the snap count too, by the way, I think PFF and NFL GSIS puts that out, so we can find this, but I will say oh, Lewis yeah. Seen at Easy. least 20 snaps on the defensive side of the ball. Just one last week, it's time to unleash him. I like it. Yeah, let's get a little faster on defense. Man, those, the, the linebackers were just slow getting to the ball. So, all right, my third and final prediction here. Write that down. I'm going, I guess I'm going for an all-touchdown week here. I'm just, just throwing the ball mm-hmm. down the field. There will be another tie in the NFL this week. Oh. Yeah, there will be another tie. And off the that. record, I'm looking at you, Texans and Bears. <laughs> I am looking at you. I'm looking at 16 oh, to 16 late in the game. Just a a punt fest of some kind. That's off the record. I don't know, but uh, 
There will be a tie this week in the NFL. It's my third prediction. I hate ties. I abhor them because it becomes very difficult for my math challenge brain to do the standings. It is hard. It's like, oh, so are you a half game above or below? Does right. the tie help you, hurt you? Being bad at math makes ties just, in football suck. I, I would just say in general, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's true, yeah. too. But I'm just saying because I can't do math. It's not my fault, by the way. Yeah. Schooling. Schooling. So I don't I don't know who it's going to be. Hopefully it's not the Lions and the Vikings because that would screw Judd up for the rest of the season. Just totally incapable of figuring out what the Oh, God, is. when the Vikings tie, I just about quit the season. <laughs> Didn't the Vikings have a season way back in the day where they tied twice? Uh, am, I, well, yeah. am I thinking about this right? Yeah, I think they tied. I think before OT existed in the 70s or 60s, they tied like Bud Grant's first year like three times. Oh, man. I'm pulling up their franchise 67? history. Check out 67. Wow, dude. 1967, they went 3-8-3 and three and yeah, finished three in times. last place. Can't do the math on that, huh? 3-8-3. and three. <laughs> That's That sounds like a hockey record. Yeah, it, it does. does. Three Old moral victories hockey. for the 1967 Vikings. So write it down. You like writing things down. So those are those are the the predictions where we put our careers and reputations on the line every single week for your entertainment and enjoyment, um, gentlemen. Um, if you need some electrical work done in your house and you are afraid of even like firing up your own grill or turning the hot water on without burning yourself, if you're like Judd, who can you call to help in your house? You can call uh, our, our friend, big purple fan, Cody Finch Home Solutions, who are the people who will come to your house and they will solve your problems. And so Phil is right. And look, I, I recommend the DIY stops here. Electrical work. Uh, come on. Are you really going to you really going to do that? Are you really going to say, honey, I'll take care of this? You can burn your house down. OK, Finch Home Solutions will solve the, the problem. And here's the best thing right now. They are offering a free home safety inspection to all our Purple Daily fans. They can take care of everything from faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electrical panels. 612-357-2604. 612-357-2604 or FinchHomeSolutions.com. Cody and his crew, they're fantastic. They're great. They're big Vikings fans. Mm-hmm. FinchHomeSolutions.com is going to solve the problems. You know, we on this show as humans are all about gut and digestion health, okay? Just making sure that, uh, you know, we're as regular as we can be. But that philosophy has trickled down to our dogs, specifically our dogs who love eating Nutrisource. So this is on your YouTube screen here. This is little Maya Mackie right here licking her chops as she gets a big whiff, a scoop of Nutrisource (laughs) chicken and rice. Maya and Stella Zolgad are officially... All in on Nutrisource, Judd. They are. And you, you know what? The food is great. Meals are great. But, Phil, let's talk about the treats. Let's talk about how much Maya and Stella, and you, you're uh, staring at the treats right there. Let's talk about how much they love those treats. Those treats smell great. The dogs are like, of course I want treats. Stella, again, up today, 6.30 this morning, saying, Dad, I want my breakfast and I want my treats. And that's what she gets. National and even worldwide product availability from this Minnesota-based company, NutrisourcePetFoods.com, to find a retailer near you, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Also, one quick shout-out here to our friends also at the Minnesota Lottery who are providing some really cool Vikings-themed scratch-off tickets for you to win money this season. Right there. And look, 
The Vikings didn't win, right? It's a bummer. You're saying, man, my team let me down. How can I win? Ha <laughs> right here. Vikings big ticket scratch game. You are not misreading the print here. $10.2 million in total cash prizes. It's time to go big with the lottery's big ticket scratch game. It's so big, it has huge second chance prizes too. The lottery, say I'm in, must be 18 or older to go big and win big. It is time for the weekly pigskin pecking order. Where do the Minnesota Vikings rank? According to us, the Purple Daily CEO, CBO, that's clickbait officer Declan, and Mm -hmm. CBDO, the chief beverage distribution officer, Judd Zolgad. So every week, we all three give our top 10 NFL teams. We put them in a a hat, and uh, we, we, we put them all together and give you sort of the average ranking of where we all have the top 10 teams, and then where do we have the Vikings ranking? Are you guys ready to go through here? See where we fall. Yes, Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Number one, the number one team in the NFL, according to Purple Daily, the Buffalo Uh, Bills. Buffalo Bills. No, but we all had Buffalo as the number one team, right? Pretty much agreement. I don't think it's close right now. Like, I think it's, they look great. They do. They just, they jump out to leads and they just, they pin their ears back on defense football number two the kansas city chiefs i believe consensus across the board yeah man if we're heading for another another playoff matchup between those two teams in the afc inject that into our veins for sure right uh number three the tampa bay buccaneers see this is where i i feel like we all had i think we all had the buccaneers number three i did not but even they okay declan had them four i did have them three yeah but even they don't look. It kind of feels like Bills and Chiefs yes. line, and no then boom, some, some teams you can kind of no question mix around, right? Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles were all very high on the Eagles after the first two weeks and getting a close up look at what they did to the Vikings on Monday. Mm-hmm. Are we are we going a little, little crazy after two games on the Eagles here? A team that was kind of fringe top ten going in. I think I had them. Did I have them sixth? I have to look, but I didn't have them fourth. I know that. Well, it's also like you, had, you had them orders. fourth. You had them and, fourth. And why people always kind of overvalue? I did. Sorry. Power yes. rankings is it's it's all about <laughs> like what you've seen in the first two weeks, and for right. the first two weeks, the Eagles look pretty damn good. They do look good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Judd, Judd's like, uh, I think I, I had him ninth. Them. No, you had him first. I thought actually. I had him sixth, and then and, and then I had him. <laughs> I was rushed. Okay. All right. Uh, no, no, you weren't rushed. You had a week. You had a full week. Yeah, but then I forgot till this morning when you reminded <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, classic. On Mackie and Judd, I had yeah. to do it. Number right. five, the L.A. Rams. Yeah. So this is one. We all had different thoughts here, but we uh, actually we had them five, six, and seven. But they don't look quite the same way they did last year, but they didn't really. They kind of had some sputtering spots last year, too. So it's hard, it's hard yeah. to know what to do with the Rams. But they're fifth on this list. Mm-hmm. Number six, the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers. Yes. A lot of talent. Herbert, got to figure out what to do with the, the rib injury. Number seven, and rising, they were not in the top ten last week, the Miami Dolphins after that big comeback victory they on the road me, against man. the Ravens. The That's, that speed scares me. That's a ridiculous offense they're putting together. Yes. Number eight, now that they've upgraded quarterbacks from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. and they blew out the... The Seattle Seahawks, the Niners have jumped to eighth in our pigskin packing order. Uh, I had them actually sixth. I was higher on the Niners than wow. you guys are. Yeah, I, I, think un- I, I had them unranked. A- I need to see more. 
You had them unranked this week. Yeah. Oh, I'd, you did? Yes, I had them unranked this week. Because I put them 10th last they, week. You know, they'd be in the, uh, the receiving votes category, but they were outside my top. All right. And then number nine, collectively, we have the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, followed by the Baltimore Ravens at 10. So Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, Eagles, Rams, top five, Chargers, Dolphins, Niners, Vikings dropping down to nine, and Ravens. And that rounds out the Purple Daily Pigskin Pecking Order. And so on your YouTube screen here, uh, this is where we each had the Vikings ranking. Declan has them seventh. I have them ninth. Judd has them 10th. We all had them higher by two or three spots after week one. So what do you guys think? Judd, we'll start with you. So you have him, you had him falling to 10th from like 7th or 8th or something last week. Yeah, I think I had him 8th, but I'm not sure now. Okay. Um, here's what I think. I think that, that Sunday's game now against Detroit becomes incredibly important in some ways just to figure out, to start to try to deduct who this team is. Um. Here's my one concern, and, and I didn't think of this previously, but after what we saw on Sunday, or on Monday night especially, you know, in a league in which speed is becoming incredibly important, being long in the tooth makes the Vikings, I think, at too many spots, look relatively slow. And I'm wondering if that's a thing on defense. You know, Hicks, Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson – like, you can't make them fast again. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they're slowing down. Dalvin Cook, Thielen. As much as I like the Vikings' talent, and I do think that they have some very good uh, talent still, and some really good veteran talent, you know, this league is becoming more and more a track meet in some ways. And I guess my question is this. Can the Vikings keep up with their current roster construction with that track meet? And after Monday... I've got some questions. And, and, like, when I watch the Dolphins, my God, they're, they're like an – they are, when they came back, like an NBA team. Like, they are just running and gunning, and it's great to watch. Yeah. But I have some real questions about the Vikings' lack of speed because you can't, you can't just say, hey, Patrick Peterson, you got to be faster. That ship has sailed. And here's part of the problem. So I, I'm with you. They looked – they just looked – slow against the Eagles in a lot of spots. Patrick Peterson getting spun around in terms of the PFF grades. Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks were two of the lowest graded overall players on defense. And specifically when it came to the run game and tackling, they just, they were not good. And the eye test would confirm that because the Eagles are running everywhere they wanted to or in the middle of the field. Yep. But the problem is, if you're going to bring in, let's so, so who are the options to bring in? In terms of young, spry, upbeat players. You got Brian Asamoah, you got Lewis Seen, and I would put a Caleb Evans looked pretty good and was graded out pretty well in 21 defensive snaps. But the problem is they're they are re- more likely to replace other young players with those players. Like when a Caleb Evans came in, he didn't come in for Patrick Peterson. Right. He came in for Cam Dantzler. Yep. And are you really gonna in week three? Are you gonna sit one of your veteran, highly paid linebackers for Brian Asamoah? So I because that's a big well, move. When you make that move, that is a big locker room move. A good coaching staff that that is new will will they? I don't know. They are so everything that they've done to date is so committed to who who they had that my gut is no that they're going to try and milk this current crew. 
But I've got concerns. And again, that Dolphins game could be a massacre. Like, what yeah, are you going to do? You can't hold Hill. You can't be like, hey, Tyreek, I'm just going to hold you. You'll <laughs> get flags the entire game. So I just have a lot of questions about speed here. Both sides of the ball. I would have liked to have seen, and I guess I haven't looked. I, I could look and see uh, real quick here what the breakdown was of how many times the Vikings sent an extra man on defense. But it kind of felt like their whole strategy was, Let's just wait for Jalen Hurts to make a mistake rather than let's force him into doing something stupid by applying more pressure. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the numbers would show that, oh, they actually sent an extra man quite often and it just got picked up because the offensive line is so good. But either way, you're probably going to have to dial things up a little more if you don't have the speed and quickness to just play coverage. So now at least you get to face. Now, Jared Goff's been pretty damn good his last seven games going back to last year. But uh, you don't have to worry about him running for 80 yards and two touchdowns or something ridiculous on Sunday. So this and you're you're just you're not going to have the Philadelphia crowd in your face. So it should, it should be a different vibe against against the Lions. But yeah, so there it is. That's that's our pigskin pecking order. That's where we have the Vikings seventh, ninth and tenth collectively here on the show. Um, boys, let's uh, just do a before we wrap the show for today. Let's do a quick round of what are people saying about the Vikings. Rankings edition here. Mm-hmm. 538.com. They update their weekly playoff projections and everything every week. They got the the Bills as the number one team, the most likely team to make the playoffs, most likely team to win the Super Bowl. Remember last week, the Vikings on this ranking jumped up to fourth most likely Super Bowl odds after a week one dominating win over the Packers. They have fallen from fourth all the way down to... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh. After that road loss to Philadelphia, they have a fifty-eight percent chance to make the playoffs, and their Super Bowl chances go from six percent to three percent. They have a thirty-seven percent chance to win the division. The Packers, with a win over the Bears, have jumped back up into the seventh or eighth range here, and the Vikings, according to five thirty-eight, projected as a nine and eight team after the first two weeks. Your thoughts. <laughs> I love the first like week or two or three or a month. It's just hilarious because it's great and it's fun, but we don't know right now, in my opinion, who the Vikings are. Like they're probably somewhere between the Packers game and the game on Monday night. Yeah. But I just love but I just love this. Well, the Packers look bad, but the Vikings look great and it was fun. But what makes this league so fun is there's so few games by which we try and judge things. And again, in September, things are going to be, in two months, drastically different. Like, we will know a ton about teams. And, and like, I don't think the Bengals stink, okay? They're off to a bad start. But I don't think they stink. And in two months, I think they'll be absolutely fine. But my thoughts are, I love it. I think it's great fun. Over on footballoutsiders.com, another analytics projection website, so they have the Vikings now averaging nine wins in their projections. So they have the Vikings also as a nine and eight team mm-hmm. with a 55% chance to make the playoffs and a 30% chance to win the division. Super Bowl odds, they've got the Vikings winning the Super Bowl 2% of the time. Just behind Cleveland at 2.2%, by the way. I don't know how that works. They have Buffalo winning the Super Bowl 26% of the time. Wow. Which is yeah. massive. For a, an NFL that's usually kind of wide open, they've got Buffalo far and away the best team, with Philadelphia having the second best odds now to win the Super Bowl. At I do not. 
I do not think it's a given that the Buffalo Bills get out of that conference. To the Super Bowl, right? To the Super like, Bowl, yes. Okay. What I'm saying is I don't think it's a well, good thing. Well, yeah, they got to face the get... Chiefs at some point. I know. Yeah. Well, and and who knows? Chargers, the, the Chargers. Exactly. The Chargers could get really good, really hot. Mm-hmm. Takes one bad game. Yep. So that's what the analytics projection websites are saying about the Vikings' chances. They were a lot more optimistic after the first game. And uh, I'm kind of with you. I just, you know, we talked about this on Mackie and Judd. You could make a case, despite how bad they looked at different times, that if Irv Smith catches that wide-open pass and if they score a touchdown on the drive in which Justin Jefferson failed to run the right route across the face of, I think it was Darius Slay, that they're they're hunting throughout the entire fourth quarter then for a winning drive. And instead, it looks like a blowout, and it is a blowout because you can't make those mistakes. But it just kind of felt like, Boy, some really high leverage spots. They had dropped touchdowns and bad interceptions. Are those things likely to carry over? Is Kirk likely to throw a bunch of bad interceptions this year? Historically, no, he's right. not. Is Irv Smith likely to drop a wide open touchdown again? I mean, no, I because Munt, because Johnny Munt's our guy now. Exactly, Johnny Munt exactly. catches that ball. So I'm, I'm just, I just want to bring some optimistic calm here to the situation. That was destined to be a loss on most people's schedule predictions. Yeah. And it, now if they carry it over and they look bad against the Lions and they lose they a game won't. against the Lions, then it's a different conversation. But if they win, okay, then they're, they're back on track. They won't look bad Sunday. I think they're destined now to look good for like three, three weeks. The problem is I'm convinced that if they get to a second-round playoff game with Kirk, they'll look just like they did on Monday night. That's my problem. Yeah. I just That's, I have no faith. I have no it, faith when, when the press – because what happens, and we've talked about this, when people believe in Kirk, he fails. Well, and like I – you know, I was tweeting back and forth with a couple cousins crusaders today, which is my new favorite thing. I just wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth, and I uh, just start tweeting with cousins crusaders. It's a great pastime. And I don't even remember what the debate, it's always some debate about the numbers. Well, if you this or like blaming other people, I said, here's what it is. Kirk Cousins is one of the 14 or 15 best quarterbacks in the world. On days where conditions are great for him, meaning home game, Mm -hmm. offensive lines playing pretty well, you can jump out to a little bit of a lead. You're not playing from 14 points behind. He oftentimes looks like one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the world. Yep. But when the conditions are flipped and it's a road game and you're down and things aren't going well and there's pressure and standard things, by the way, that happen every week in the NFL. People act like, oh, oh what, are you, oh, you're, what are you supposed to do? The defense got off to a bad start. Like, no, this is the NFL. This is what happens. Sometimes you're down by 14. Sometimes the opposing team knows you have to pass and you have to deal with it. And it's those situations that he comes up way short. He's just, he, he has a really hard time rising up in those situations. Right. And so is it realistic to expect the franchise to create a perfect environment often? And the answer is no, it's not. It's like they're, they're going to try. They're going to try to put a great offensive line up. They're going to try and get out, try and take a lead, try and scheme perfectly. But there's going to be like four or five games, and Philadelphia was one of them, where we just need you to step up and rise above all the fray. And uh, it just felt like that 49ers playoff game, man. That was same type of thing. Team that punches you in the mouth, 
And until he can prove otherwise, and I'm not talking about the Lions comeback or the the 20 to nothing deficit against the Broncos at home a few years ago, like we can list off these isolated examples. I'm talking a really good playoff team like the Eagles, teams that you need to get past, like Judd said, in the second, third round. That is the test for him. And he failed the first one. The, t- the team failed the first one, but, but Kirk also failed the first test. Right. So now the test gets a little easier because it's the Lions, but not as easy as it has been in the past. This is not, a, not the same pushover team. Um, you know, losing weight is not easy. Judd may make it look easy. But Livia helps you make it even easier with their process. They, they do indeed. And look, right now, I've been talking about this for weeks. The first eight weeks are free. That's right. But I got more because the new Flex program now lets you enjoy the foods that you love, fruit, pasta, and even bread. And with the in-person or virtual visit options, state-of-the-art equipment to measure body composition, and Olivia app to track your results, you're going to see them fast. Uh, it is this simple. It is 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. As Phil said, I dropped 40 pounds, most importantly, keeping that weight off. First eight weeks free, Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. You know what they say about golfing too? Look good, feel good, play good. You lose some weight, mm-hmm. get those clothes fitting right, and then you're going to hopefully play better at Meadows at Mystic, Declan. It's a, yeah, it's a great can, equation. Judd can either put the polo on, he can go with the quarter zip option like PJ Fleck. You know, I can see that swing. We'd love to do that at Golf the, at, at Meadows at Mystic Lake, and you can book that tee time at GolfTheMeadows.com. You can uh, book that tee time and book that experience. It's an award-winning 18-hole public golf course. The Meadows at Mystic Lake. Go ahead and book your tee time and enjoy some fall golf at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. All right, gentlemen. Tomorrow it's our State of the Offense episode of Purple Daily plus a random Viking of the week. And if you missed any of our Purple Daily Network shows on the Purple Daily podcast feed or YouTube channel, we got Realistic Randy Rants earlier this week. You and uh, and Randy did kind of a Kirk Cousins big picture deep dive. We've got Before We Die with Jesse and Thor. And uh, Trenches with Boone is hot off the presses this morning for just classic, classic Booney, baby. He was uh, fired up after baking a pie right before we started recording so check all those out and then Mackie and Judd our other daily show and we'll see you of course on Vikings Vent Line this Sunday right after Vikings and Lions daily Vikings entertainment purple daily see you guys